where she opened the door of a neat room, provided with two single beds, a good-sized mirror, a bureau, a warm woolen carpet, a washstand, and an empty bookcase for books. There was a closet also, the door of which she opened, showing a row of pegs for clothing. How do you like it? asked Fostick in a low voice, turning to his companion. It's bully, said Dick in admiring accents. I may as well say here what the reader will find out as we proceed, that our hero, in spite of his advance in learning, had not got entirely rid of some street phrases which he had caught from the companions with whom he had for years associated. Five dollars is rather a steep price, said Fostick in a low voice. You know I don't get but six in all. I'll tell you what, Fostick said Dick. It'll be ten dollars for the two of us. I'll pay six, and you shall pay four. That'll be fair, won't it? No, Dick. I ought to pay my half. You can make it up by helping me when I run against a snag in my studies. You know as much as I do now, Dick. No, I don't. I haven't any more ideas of grammar than a broomstick. You know I called cat a conjunction the other day? Now, you shall help me in grammar, for I'm blessed if I know whether I'm a noun or an adjective, and I'll pay a dollar towards your board. But, Dick, I'm willing to help you for nothing. It isn't fair to charge you a dollar a week for my help. Why isn't it? Ain't I to get ten dollars a week, and shan't I have four dollars over, while you only have two? I think I ought to give you one more, then we'd be even. No, Dick, I wouldn't agree to that. If you insist upon it, we'll do as you propose. But if I ever am able, I will make it up to you. Well, young gentlemen, what have you decided? Asked Mrs. Browning. We'll take the room, said Dick promptly. When do you wish to commence? Today. We'll come this evening. Very well. I suppose you can furnish me with references. You're in business, I suppose. I am in Henderson's Hat and Cap Store on Broadway, said Henry Fostick. And I am going into Rockwell and Cooper's on Pearl Street next Monday, said Dick, with a sense of importance. He felt that this was very different from saying, I black boots in Chatham Square. You look like good boys, said Mrs. Browning, and I've no doubt you're honest, but I'm a widow, dependent on my boarders, and I have to be particular. Only last week a young man went off owing me four weeks board, and I don't suppose he'll ever show his face again. He got a good salary, too, but he spent most of it on cigars and billiards. Now, how can I be sure you will pay me your board regular? We'll pay it every week in advance, said Dick promptly. Dems are best references and he produced his bank book, showing a deposit of over $100 to his credit in the savings bank, motioning at the same time to Fostick to show his. You don't mean to say you've saved all that from your earnings, said Mrs. Browning, surprised. Yes, said Dick, and I might have saved more if I'd begun sooner. How long has it taken you to save it up? About nine months. My friend hasn't saved so much because his salary has been smaller. I won't require you to pay in advance, said Mrs. Browning graciously. I am sure I can trust you. Boys who have formed so good a habit of saving can be depended upon. I will get the room ready for you, and you may bring your trunks when you please. My hours are breakfast at seven, lunch at half past twelve, and dinner at six. We shan't be able to come to lunch, said Fostick. Our stores are too far off. 
then I will make a half a dollar difference with each of you, making nine dollars a week instead of ten. The boys went downstairs, well pleased with the arrangement they had made. Dick insisted upon paying five dollars and a half of the joint weekly expense, leaving three and a half to Fostick. This would leave the latter two dollars and a half out of his salary, while Dick would have left four and a half. With economy, both thought they could continue to lay up something. There was one little embarrassment which suggested itself to the boys. Neither of them had a trunk, having been able to stow away all their wardrobe without difficulty in the drawers of the bureau with which their room on Mott Street was provided. Why are you like an elephant, Fostick? asked Dick jocosely as they emerged into the street. I don't know, I'm sure. Because you haven't got any trunk except what you carry round with you. We'll have to get trunks. Or perhaps carpet bags would do. Nah, said Dick.